is Shandy Chernow, and you're listening to the Shandyland Podcast. Thank you so much for being here, for listening to the show, and for following us on your favorite podcast platform. I hope you've been enjoying the episode so far, and today we have got a fantastic one for you. I'm joined today by executive chef at South Point Casino in Las Vegas, Chef Keith Norman. He's a veteran Marine, a food allergy advocate extraordinaire, and an author of Allergen Awareness, A Chef's Perspective. Keith, you are so well known in the food allergy community for being such a great advocate and such an amazing chef, keeping all of your uh, guests and patrons safe at South Point. Tell me how you got interested in becoming a chef and how you got interested in such a focus around food safety. Um, a lot of the of, uh, food safety programs and food programs that my brother and I got into. And from that and then a the love of, you know, cooking at home, it's just, uh, it was just um, the thing to do. Um, and then I went into the Marine Corps and cooked a little bit there, did some other things there, got out, came here to Vegas and, you know, the cooking capital of the world and uh, got an opportunity to, to start off at Bally's here in Vegas and then just progressed from there. I like what you say in there. I, I was a Marine and I carried myself as such and he hired me on the spot. You bet. Oh yeah. <laughs> I tell, uh, Chef Warner, I, matter of fact, I keep in touch with him. Um, you know, here, here uh, when I first came to town, we have to, of course, get references from the union to go, you know, go out and get jobs. And I, I swear between Starbucks and CVS and all the places, I, I had to put probably a hundred um, applications in and Bally's, uh, um, you know, after after months of just being frustrated, um, I remember the day, and I just talked to Chef Warner uh, uh, a couple of days ago, and I just reminded him of the phone call from Miss Diane, it was his secretary, um, that the chef will see you, and that's exactly what she said. And I walked into his office, and yeah, we had a great conversation, and and my career was started here in Vegas. And you've been there ever since. How long have you I, been cooking in Las Vegas? Um, I got here in 88. So yeah, 30, 30 plus years, I guess. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Beautiful place though. Beautiful place. It is that. How did, you don't have food allergies. Well, I grew out of an olive allergy actually. Um, you know, um, when I was in my twenties, I guess, um, eating olives, if you remember the cocktail olives that we grew up on in a little slender bottle, I used to eat those just like uh, cotton candy. And then one day, and again, I had no idea what was going on, but one day um, I got hives and drooling and stuff, and I, I kind of blew it off because I didn't know. Um, and then when I started to um, hear more about allergens, I kind of put two and two together. And um, yeah, so I grew out of it and knock on wood, uh, I understand it better now. Is your interest and advocacy around food allergies rooted in that? That and my daughter. My daughter has an avocado allergy. Um, and again, onset was in her uh, 20s um, as well. Um, but, but no, I think um, 2009 really was the turning point for me. Um, you know, here at the hotel, we, we had um, families that, you know, we were doing allergens, but, you know, who, who knew all the stuff I know now, but we had a few families that came in and, um, you know, we served them safely and they introduced me to um, FAN at the mm -hmm. time and um, got involved with them. Now and, known uh, as FAIR. Yeah, now known as FAIR. And, and uh, um, you know, we started to do the walks here in town and the hotel, 
you know, my owner, um, his daughter has a multiple allergen. No, so no, backing no. was there and, and um, you know, uh, we did, I think three, three of the um, fan walks, which was really exciting. And, you know, we just kind of jumped in, jumped into it from there. And I just knew um, me as a chef and, and here at the South Point that we were going to jump into the fire and do all that we, we can and could do to keep allergen families safe. So when, uh, when I was there for the very first time, I asked you a question, and I hope you don't mind me re rehashing this. I asked, what percentage do you feel you can, with what percentage of confidence, I guess is the way to put it, do you sure. feel that you can keep a food allergy person safe? Do you remember what your answer was? Um, I, th I, I think I was in the 90 percentile. Yeah, um, no, that's exactly it. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, as you know, as, as well as I, there's, there's no guarantees. And I can only tell you, I, I share information um, with you based off of what I've done. Right. Um, and I think um, the only um, issues, for lack, lack of better, that, that I have here are those who don't tell me. Um, but in the, in the big picture, once you tell me, um, we're, we're pretty good at, you know, keeping, keeping you safe. But industry... Yeah. We do just enough, and as long as that's okay, um, do and more than we have to do, um, I think a lot of chefs are just comfortable just doing enough. What advice would you give to food allergy customers? I mean, I know that in the book there's, you know, probably 15 things that are kind of, you know, outlined, I think maybe eight or 10 in bullet points. Um, what advice would you give them going into a restaurant where they don't necessarily know the expertise or the training or the tools at the disposal of that restaurant? What are the um, three, like three most important things that they can do to keep themselves safe? Well, I, I, I think the first thing is, is source. Um, like our menus are on our, um, on our website and, um, you know, I have my email address there and we, on our website, um, you know, you can reach out to me prior to. So I would say first thing is to, to go online and look at the menu. Um, when you actually get to the restaurant or call before you get to the restaurant, I would ask the question, and I love it when folks ask, ask us here, you know, is there any training? What's your knowledge of? So I think, I think that's important. And then when you get to the restaurant and you're sitting down, just be honest. Um, sometimes I have customers that'll say they're allergic to ABC, but they forget D because D has not given them the reactions that A, B, and C have. So I would say, you know, first do, do a little research, um, go online, find the, find the menus online. Um, you know, kinda, it's always cool and I ask my servers when they go to the table, ask the customer what menu items they've been looking at. It makes, me, it, makes it easier for me when I get to the kitchen now to say yes, no, that kind of thing. And then to make a phone call, it's okay to call and and inquire about training, um, and then three. When you get there, you know, just just be on. Tell tell me everything, you know, so I can better, you know, serve you. Yeah, one of the things that you and I had talked about again in that very first conversation. I think I was there most of the day. We ended up spending quite a bit of time together, you know, given our joint passion for keeping food allergy people safe. One of the things that we talked about, you articulated to me better than I had been able to articulate. Uh, in, you know, before that point was about the risk takers. Yeah. Oh, it's yeah. not that bad. Oh, I can just have a little bit. Yeah. Talk yeah. to me about those folks and what your advice is there. Well, I mean, as you know, you know, or what your position better, is. 
Well, risk takers here, we when you once you say allergen, um, we we keep you totally away from the allergen. And I think, um, and again, you you know better than I. Um, from some of the studies and the folks like you and and some of the groups I've been honored to be a part of, when you hear those stories where trace amount has caused either fatalities or you know illness or or whatever you know i take i take those things serious and um when i have a customer that comes in that um it, for me it's a moment for educating and when you, i have that customer risk taker that comes in and they do say i just took uh, benadryl i'll be fine oh, you know um yeah not not um understand that benadryl is not gonna start working for about 20 or 30 minutes and it may or may not stop anaphylaxis. Hundred, absolutely. And I, I get that a lot with with parents who say that about their children. We've given them Benadryl, and we have customers who come in who actually show me their EpiPen and tell me they have their EpiPen with them. Um, and, but still, um, I think th those folks, you know, we appreciate the fact that you're in. It gives me an opportunity, you know, to give you education. Um, but those are those are the folks that really. Um, uh, frustrate, for lack of better, um, frustrate me and my my team because we do take what we do serious. And the ones who say a little bit won't hurt. I mean, well, we know better. So, yeah, no, we give the, our customers the same advice in any training or conversation. Once one of your customers, so our customers being restaurants, right? Once one of your customers has said the word allergy, it's a hard no. Yeah. Yeah. Right. There, there's in the interest of protecting yourself restaurant and your customer guest sure. no absolutely not you know, there's so many other options on the menu regardless of what your allergens are sure uh -uh. But Shandy, you know what i find and I, I know again i know you know this better than i i have more problems with um the risk takers who have gotten their allergen later in life versus growing up with it and i think you know and i've been told this you know i've I've been called names and, you know, um, you know, people have gotten downright ugly with me because if one of the servers is engaging a customer who is very difficult, um, if I'm in the building, they're normally going to call me because I don't want them fighting and I can have a better conversation with that customer. And yeah, so sometimes I get frustrated because I don't understand why you're mad at me for trying to keep you safe. So, you know, I would say why mm -hmm. tell you about the allergy if you're then gonna try like i don't, I don't understand the psychology of that hey yeah. guess what i'm allergic to books but i really want to eat books today yeah makes yeah. absolutely no sense to me why you would do both of those things yeah no i agree and, and this I, is not it, me advocating for people to hide their allergen not at all yeah. i just don't understand why someone would want to put themselves at risk i yeah. i grew up in maryland i love blue crabs yeah i haven't eaten one since the day i broke out in hives from them yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I, I desire I, to because I like life. Life is good. Life is great. Yeah, but that's one of the frustrating things, you know, because uh, when we do training, you know, here and um, I ask for questions, and a lot of my team will say, "Why does a customer A, B, or C?" And I, I can't answer those questions. And just like you, you put it very well. Um, if you've and and sometimes when I'm having dialogue, I'll ask well, what symptoms have you had? And what I find mostly when they say, oh, a little itching, uh, my throat got a little scratchy. And I think they, they don't take that serious because it's not, you know, it may have happened two or three times and they think they're okay. And I always try to tell them it's gonna be like, you know, remember, um, um, 
I'll, I'll say to him, well, you know, you may have had one, two or three moments that were mild, but what if? Um, but a lot of times still, um, we, don't, we don't give it to them, but a lot of times they're, they're pretty upset with us. And, and you know, I've even had customers um, write my GM um, about um, when, when I've denied them, which is great for me because his wife has multiple allergens, so he gets it. So. <laughs> yeah, no doubt. What, uh, no, I, the, the conversation around risk takers is so fascinating to me because I just don't get it, right? It makes, yeah. it makes me crazy. Although, I will say, at places where I'm familiar, where I've had the big long conversation before, because sure. you know it takes on average somewhere between eight and twelve minutes to figure out what it is that you know can keep someone safe. And over time, it's just tiring, right? As the food allergy person, you just don't want to talk about it all the time. You don't want to be the center of attention. Sure. So I do fall into the trap, which I should not, of not mentioning it at places where I know really well. Sure. Because sure. I mean. And listeners, don't do as I say, not as I do on this particular one, right? Because they can change ingredients at any point in time. Sure. I was talking to a, another chef friend of mine who had this exact same situation. They had, um, it happens to be an ice cream shop, and they had changed the ingredient for like the little chocolate nibby things that you sprinkle on top of ice cream. Sure. Mm -hmm. And a woman came in and didn't tell them. She'd been there before. She'd eaten the same thing before, but they changed the ingredient. She had a reaction and got mad at them. Uh, wow. You know, and when, and they're like, dude, you didn't tell us. Yeah. Yeah. Right. This is exactly these conversations, these, why do you do that? This is exactly where Certistar came from, right? Because we try to make the whole thing so much easier and shorter and less stigmatized and quicker and faster so that people don't put themselves in these types of situations. Also, so they can see the rest of the options. Sure. Yeah. Do you remember, and I don't mean to call out this particular server who will obviously never uh, mention by name and he was lovely. Do you remember we were sitting in, in South Point for lunch and we'd been talking about all the training and the gentleman came over uh, you know, to ask for our order and I gave him my allergies, which you know are a pain in the patootie and because <laughs> I don't have all top eight, I'm also allergic to pork, right? Sure. And the poor gentleman, I'm sure it was a combination of my unusual allergies and you like the scariest allergen guy ever and, you know, his ultimate boss or whatever sitting at the table. And he was like, it was lunch. You, you, you can have the pancakes. And you and I are both like head tilted at him. Like, what? <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, Sandy, I think um, a lot of, especially starting off, um, you know, we, Change is, change is difficult anyway. Yeah. And, and as you know, when you're, when you're asking a server, you know, because when, when I do train, I always show ugly because I think that, you, you know, for me, if I touch your heart, I'm, I got you. Yeah. And for most of my team that, you know, kind of take um, uh, things for granted, I guess, you know, especially when in our, during our busy times, I try to show ugly. So when they do come to the table, and, and I, I don't think I'm intimidating. They know I care. Um, and I'm really um, um, serious about what I do here, um, you know, and I just um, meant he didn't want to mess up in front of you. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, no. And, I, you know, like I say, even in, even in training, when we go through training and stuff and, um, you know, I, I give them scenarios. Um, I don't I don't the intent is not to be intimidating, but I want it, it starts from the top. If I show them that I'm passionate and I take it serious, like all the time you know, then, then they're going to, they're going to do it, do it as well. So leadership. Yeah. 
All right. So other chefs, other restaurateurs out there who want to get better about, you know, handling their food allergic guests. I oftentimes say about the restaurant industry, everyone wants to keep people safe. Sure. Right. The intention is never one coming from a place of malice. Right. right. So sometimes they don't necessarily have all the tools in the toolbox, all the training that they need, all the information that they need, the knowledge. There's a lot of misconceptions sure. around allergies, right? They're yes. not real being my most favorite. Yes. Uh, what advice would you give to another chef or a restaurateur who wants to be better with food allergic guests? What changes could they make? So um, I will, I'll go back to where I started. I surrounded myself with folks like you that were much smarter than me. Uh, <laughs> you I, taught me I, a lot, chef. Well, I, I, um, well, vice versa. And again, between um, you know the Gordon family, I would I would give them really um, a lot of a lot of props because they were really my first family that um, I got an opportunity to meet uh, my two nephews, um, you know, and learned about their allergens and you know um, uh, Dana Dana and Dwayne just really took me you know to a different level of passion. Um, so so I would say to to um, chefs who are I mean, most chefs know when you say allergen, they know what that means, but they don't know. I don't believe a lot of the chefs have gone in depth. So two things I would say, number one, get around someone like you. Um, and with Certistar, I think that would be a great start for uh, a newbie, for lack of better. Um, because for me, um, fan, which is now fair, and you know, again, folks like you and the Gordon family and some of the folks here in town, you know, that I was able to just kind of, you know, you know that old saying about if you want knowledge, sit at the foot of an elder. So that's how I felt about allergens. I was around, you know, some pretty neat folks who lived it every single day. Um, and I learned, I, I learned from the best. Um, so I would say to that new chef, number, number one, get around folks who are much smarter than you when it when it comes to allergens? You know, ask those questions about. You know, when we first started here, my first question to a customer was, "How do you cook for yourself at home?" And they taught me how to cook here. And then I would say, you know, use use an organization like your Certistar to, you know, to kind of take. Um, I think for me it was a lot of guesswork starting off, and you know, um, twelve years later, I think you know um, I've come a long way, but. If you're just starting out, I think you need, um, you know, that um, um, counsel, you know, to kind of walk you through, because uh, it's baby steps, I think. And, and I would say those are my two top. Good. So there's one thing in, so I want to talk about two things in the book. One, I absolutely love the scenarios that you paint, right? Here's the conversation. Now you reader, what do you think, right? Did this person provide enough information? How did the server handle it? And you kind of give some multiple choices. And I think mm -hmm. that that is such a spectacular way to really put into, to, not into practice, but into reality, right? So people can kind of see the ugly, if you will. Sure, it's never, yes. never quite so straightforward as people would have you believe, right? Right. Um, and I absolutely love that. One thing that I would maybe take a smidge of issue with is the usage of the term allergy free menus. There's okay. a list sure. of menus kind of towards um, the back, one for each of the restaurants, I think. Uh, and one of the things that I fight a lot against is this conception that the top eight is it. Sure, sure. 
right? So I, I, I take issue with a bunch of snack foods that are out there and like allergy-free foods. It, it drives me up a wall because I have an allergy that's outside of the top eight. Sure. Right? And while 90% of reactions are top eight, A, that's still 10% of reactions that are not. And that doesn't necessarily mean that 90% of food allergic people only have top eight. Just seems to be the most common. So what are your thoughts on that terminology, allergy-free versus allergy-friendly, um, or even just saying top eight-free? Sure. Well, I like top eight-free. I tell you, during the time that I was writing the book, um, there was a lot of uh, folks that took issue with allergen-friendly. Um, so I use allergen-free. You can't win on this one, can you? <laughs> right. No. Um, you know, Shandy, it's, it's um, you know, um, I, I like allergen-friendly. I think allergen-friendly tells, um, tells you, and you, again, you know better than most, that um, I'm going to do my very, very best, but there's, no, there's never a 100% guarantee. But when I was writing the book, um, there's a lot of uh, folks that um, in the allergen community that took issue with um, allergen-friendly. So I, I say allergen-free, and the, my menus here, um, we've taken those and made them really ingredient-wise um, so simple um, where, and you're right, um, they're top eight. Um, but you know, Shani, the neat thing here is if, you're, if you tell me all of your allergens knowing the menus like we do, um, we can custom a menu um, or a, um, a meal for you. But that was the reasoning, you know, for using free versus um, friendly. Um, it's an interesting uh, tidbit there because we use allergen friendly in the software largely because the lawyers won't let us use the four letter word. Okay, sure, sure. Right, that, they don't like that word. Right, um, and yeah. free kind of comes with the same guarantee, if you will, right? It's uh, allergen free and allergen friendly are, uh, you're right, like wildly different. See, I, I don't read allergen friendly as um, I'll try my best. I read it as you don't know what my allergies are. And so this is free of some things that are common. Yeah, yeah. But that's just um, me. I mean, that's probably too many years of being too close to the problem. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I like what you said, um, top eight free. I might, I might rethink um, that, but again, to, to your question, that was one, that was really the main reason, um, was man, there was, um, there was some folks who really, um, yeah, ran me, um, through the mill on, on the free versus friendly. Yeah, it's really interesting. The, the lawyers were pretty adamant with us on the terminology there. They wouldn't, okay. we tried to put safe and they didn't like that at all. Okay. They like unsafe. The red part says unsafe, and they're perfectly yeah. happy with that. Okay. Yeah. I mean, so yeah. I mean, our, the, the top eight topic kind of makes me stomp my feet like a petulant child. I don't, it, it, I feel like with all the focus that's on the top eight, and I understand why it's there. Sure. That it kind of leaves the rest of us out in the cold, if you will. Right. And I don't mean you, I mean, you know, the allergen community in general and the, the food manufacturers who have a tendency to label things that way. Okay, well, I'm glad that it helps some people, but it doesn't help, you know, everyone sure. to know that, that they can eat something that's, you know, safe for them. But let me ask you this. Mm -hmm. If, um, so here, 
when you sit down at one of the tables and you do bring up allergen, we are now having a conversation mm -hmm. even before you get any, any menu. And really the only time I go to the allergen-free, allergen-friendly menu is when that customer has so many allergens that that menu just becomes more convenient for us. But would you think though, um, and I say this, you know, for in industry-wide, if you're having a conversation with that allergen guest before they even see a menu, maybe that lightens the, you know, the load a little bit because, you know, I was out uh, a couple of weeks ago with a friend and, and we went to a restaurant. First thing the server said to me, which I thought was really cool, and not everybody does it, are there any allergens I should be concerned with? So she just, she just started that conversation, you know, so now when you bring me an allergen free friendly menu, you know, now I look at that menu a little different. Yeah, no doubt. Well, you know, my, my biggest pet peeve is when I say, Hey, we got to have the food allergy conversation to, you know, fill in the blank server. And they say, Oh, let me grab the gluten friendly menu for you. Yeah. I can have gluten. <laughs> I'm not allergic to that. Yeah. You know? Yeah. That one drives me crazy. All right. So as a chef, what's your favorite restaurant in Vegas and what do you get there? Um, I would say our Asian restaurant here um, at the hotel, which is Zenchin's. Um, and um, for me, there's really no favorite because when I go in there, most of the time, they won't let me order off the menu. They'll normally make <laughs> stuff up for me. Um, but they have an Asian um, chicken salad. And I've kind of changed the recipe and I add shrimp to it. So it's a chicken and shrimp Asian, um, Asian salad. But um, my favorite of all time is macaroni grill. Um, really? Yeah, I um, actually the I opened on the table, isn't it? You betcha. I like the crayons, but I opened one here. But you know, um, hospitality. Um, when you go to Macaroni Grills, you are going to touch four or five servers. You know, there's always somebody new coming to your table, and I always was impressed by the way you know that they not just the crayons. I love that too. But um, and then they can write your name upside down. But um, if my glass is empty, it may not be my server that fills it. So that's a really good point. You know, that kind of fine art of hospitality has yeah. gotten lost in a lot of places, hasn't it? Yeah, absolutely. And absolutely. they do that dance really, really well. <laughs> yes, they do. You know, I mean, and I mean dance in a good way. Like it's 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 choreographed. It's yeah, it's, kind of, yeah. it's beautiful to watch. Beautiful thing, yeah. So tell me where online our listeners can find you and where they can find your book. Um, so Amazon, um, it's online at Amazon. Um, if you happen to be in town, Vegas, because we are, um, you know, the hospitality capital of the world, um, here at the South Point, um, it's in our gift shop. Um, it's in our Zenchins restaurant, um, available at a few places around town as well. And if you come here, you get an autographed copy, or if you reach out to me here at the hotel, happy to send you an autographed copy. And if you're in Vegas and you go to the South Point Hotel, you should absolutely reach out to Chef Keith Norman because he is going to keep you as welcome and safe as conceivably possible and will give you an allergen experience like you have never experienced anywhere else. He is fantabulous. Thank you, my darling. Let me, and I can say that from personal experience. Uh, so we always close the show with a rather unusual question but one to keep our, our listeners engaged and learn a little bit more about you. It's called Two Truths and a Lie. So I want you to give me two facts about yourself and one untruth. 
And we're not going to tell our listeners which one's which. They're going to have to reach out on social media or on the po- in the comments on the podcast to find out which parts about Keith are true and which ones are false. Okay. So um, I come from a family of 10. Um, I have seen 14 countries and I just turned 59. Wow. Looking at you, I know which one's false. (laughs) (laughs) Well, thank you so much for being here with us today. I really appreciate it. Keith's book is Allergen Awareness, A Chef's Perspective. Like he mentioned, you can get it at on Amazon and at several of the bookstores and gift shops around town in Las Vegas. You are the best when it comes to food allergies and quite an amazing chef as well. Thank you so much. I really appreciate your time. It was my pleasure. Good. Looking forward to seeing you soon. Likewise. Hopefully we all get out of quarantine at some point and traveling becomes like a thing again. Well, better is coming. So just stay safe, my dear. Listeners, if you like what you hear, please subscribe to the Shandyland podcast. Thank you so much for being here. If you'd like to know which of Keith's truths and a lie were true, reach out on the comments or on social media and we'll talk to you soon. Thanks for being here.